How about one of the best sleeper teams in 2022, those Jacksonville Jaguars? If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our guest today, Tony Wiggins, the host of Locked On Jaguars, on the screen with us. Let's get into Jacksonville coming up and and the AFC South. It's an interesting division and winnable, by the way, right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you as usual at BB Peacock at Williamson NFL and our esteemed guest, the host of Locked On Jaguars, Pony. Wiggins at Shop Talking Wig on Twitter. Tony, it's a pleasure chatting with you. It's been an interesting, uh, what, 18 months or so with the Jacksonville Jaguars, but suddenly a young star quarterback, a respected head coach, maybe a little stability for once in Jacksonville, huh? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it is stable, you know, but you said, uh, you know, funny 18 months. It's almost been a funny 18 years around here really, when you think about it. So, uh, you know, you guys, it was almost like what you guys saw over the last 18 months was it's like somebody has a bunch of roaches in their house and they don't come out unless the lights come on. Well, it got so bad that they came out in broad daylight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was one o'clock in the afternoon and y'all were over and they were just walking across the floor. It was just that infested. But now uh, you're right. Doug Peterson does bring the championship pedigree. Uh, with him and uh, he's done some really nice things that I really like so far in camp yeah I, I mean along those lines Tony I'm sure our listeners have a, I know you know this but one winning season in the last 14 years mm. 15 and 50 over the last four seasons combined mm. so my question to you what is a successful season for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, their version of a successful season is different than the Rams or the Packers or somebody that's at the top of the league right now. And one thing I think they they could start with just to get closer to respectability is little things like their special teams were horrible last year. Get the middle of the road there. Their turnover differential was minus 20, far and away the worst in the league. If they're just average in those two categories – that steps in the right direction. You're right. Uh, so I'm glad you you put it, you phrased it that way, or framed it that way, because usually when people say what would what would success, what would signal success, everyone wants to throw a record at him. Yeah. I don't throw a record at him. I throw yeah. a feeling at him. The feeling that we have here is that doesn't have to be this 2017 Jaguar uprising. It has to feel more like something's just. You know how you know how something is when it's headed in the right direction. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And 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 I don't think the team should be playing for baby steps because you you know, if, if you're a player and a coach, I guess you go out and try to win every single moment of every single day and then take inventory at the end of the day to see if you won or not. But for 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 the fans, you just want to know that every single week when you come to the stadium, you don't know what the outcome is gonna be. <laughs> and that outcome has been negative for so long. Everyone knew what was going to happen. And usually by week seven or week eight, we're talking about the draft around here. I want that to change. And if that changes, when they're starting to focus on the lineup and they're looking at the backup guard to see if he's a future player or is this guy going to be able to play a little nickel? Hey, put that kid in that we drafted last year in the seventh round and let's see what he has. That's because you're actually building 
and 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 you wanting something to be successful as opposed to hoping and wishing that it is successful. Well said. Where is Trevor Lawrence in his development curve? And did you see stuff from his rookie season as rocky as the year was and with everything going on with the coaching staff? And, and there was a lot for a rookie quarterback to deal with. And it's already so difficult for a rookie quarterback jumping into the NFL and has to be the franchise face from day one. What did you see from Trevor Lawrence as a rookie? And uh, what do you expect to see from him in year two? Well, he learned who he was. And, and what and what he's supposed to be. And, and by that, I mean this. There was a point where he was basically like Ari Fleischer. He was a press secretary. And it was about non-football stuff. It was about it was anytime the natives got restless, just stick the guy out there that you know that everyone likes. And at some point, he kind of seemed like he got tired of it. And what that means is he understands his place. Remember the RG3 thing where RG3 apparently allegedly was talking to the owner? You know, when, mm-hmm. when, when that you don't want to be the, the company guy. I'm sorry. I want, <laughs> no, right, my, right. I want my, my, I want my, my middle child to not tell on the other four kids. I want them all to get in a huddle and say, look, we've got to stick together. Cause if one of us gets in trouble, all of us, I want my quarterback to just be a 21, 22 year old kid who just became a millionaire who loves his teammates they just want to win. I don't want him out here sounding like a 50-year-old man, and that's what it was. So I think he realizes who he was. And on the field, it kind of reminded me, and I'm going to date myself a little bit, 1989, it reminded me of Troy Aikman when he was taking that mm. whooping every single week. But you notice he kept standing up. He wasn't broken. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And Trevor is not broken. In fact, he was probably trying to do a little bit too much late in some of these games that they probably could have had a chance to win had he not felt like he had to put the entire franchise on his back. So from a confidence standpoint, I am as giddy as I could be because he will not go through anything as bad as he's ever gone through this past season. Yeah. I mean, I'd even throw rookie year Peyton Manning in that mix, you know, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned Aikman, you know, I mean, just too much asked of a first overall pick. And if Trevor Lawrence were a stock, I would put a lot of my, not so vast fortunes on him right now. Cause I know that stock is going up and you mentioned about what he had to do off the field. I went back and watched a lot of Lawrence tape, you know, coaches tape recently uh, during the off season. He had run, he had wide receivers running into each other yeah. in the spot, you know, not running the right routes. You know, no one's even getting open when they do have the right routes. Like he had to be the adult on the field, and that's wrong too. Like he's a rookie quarterback. Yeah, you're right. And and there was a whole reel that lasted like two minutes on Twitter of drop balls. Yeah, and, all, right. and it seemed like all the drop balls were balls that were either in the end zone, beyond the first down marker, or ones that really switched field position where guys could have kept running for. So it's like he just could. Not, they were not good enough <laughs> for this team to to have any of those things happen. And every single Murphy's law. Every single thing that could go wrong actually did go wrong. Now I'm I'm in uh I'm enthusiastic about this year. One, because Doug Peterson is a quarterback, okay? And not only did he bring Press Taylor, he got Mike McCoy, who's a former head coach, who you know what? He got he, he he's a quarterback trainer. And then, you know, he also, you know, between Press Taylor, Jim Bob Cooter, they brought him in. They really they're insulating him now. And what I mean by that is they're doing this the fans can be in love with trevor they have to hard coach him they have to press him Mm -hmm. they have to get him in 
It's about muscle memory. It's about accountability. And he's game for it. But the uh, one of Harrison, who, who does uh, Locked on Bucks, he used to train dogs in the military. And I, and I used the example of a Belgian Malwa. When you have a Belgian Malwa or Presa Canaria or a Cane Corso, you don't buy those dogs and just have them laying around the house. You have to actually go outside and work them for two hours. If not, they will tear your house apart. And I think ultra competitive athletes like Trevor Lawrence, you got to press them. You got to work them. You got to push them because that's the only way they get better. And if you don't do it, they're going to turn around and look at you like you're crazy. I like that. That's fantastic. Military dogs uh, is a reference we have not used yet here on the Peacock and Williams. Don't worry. I I got six more of them. Don't worry. (laughs) But we got we got a little bit more time to get to the rest of those uh, with Tony Wiggins, host of Locked on Jaguars. Uh, I want to ask about the rest of the weapons around uh, around Trevor Lawrence, the defensive side of the ball. We'll talk a little bit about the AFC South as well. But first, we got to let the folks out there know about built bars and the coconut brownie chunk puff bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar built bar has the latest gift for your taste buds we're talking about the coconut brownie chunk bar and guess what your friends at builds have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment as well so they got the the traditional style protein coconut brownie chunk and the coconut brownie chunk puff as well whether you're a fan of the puffs or a fan of the original bars i like the originals more but my uh my uh a lot of my friends like those puffs a, a little bit more if you like those marshmallowy goodness but either way you can get the coconut brownie chunk chewy marshmallow covered in 100 real chocolate like fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness that's what we're talking about here but built bar makes not only good tasting bars but they are healthy for you and that's how you that's that's why you feel good about reaching for those built bars they're low in calorie low in sugar but high in protein we're talking about 150 calories in these built bars but 17 grams of carbs i mean 17 grams not 17 grams of carbs only four grams of net carbs 17 grams of protein and only 150 calories only you know six grams of sugar that's what we're talking about that is the combination you want low calorie low sugar high protein but all deliciousness when it comes to built bars and you can find that coconut brownie chunk built bar or any of the flavors at built or get a mix box at built.com right now and get 15 percent off all you got to do go to built.com use promo code Locked 15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Every day for your second listen, make sure you're checking out everything the Locked On NFL channel has to offer. Is the home of Peacock and Williamson, by the way, on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. You can see Wig uh, with James Rapine on Wednesdays, right, Wig, on the Locked On NFL podcast as well so uh, you got to check all of that stuff out that the network has to offer and of course your team is covered right here let's talk a little bit more jaguars here one of the things that you know obviously culture is key you get a better coaching staff in that is ready to coach nfl players and, and coach an nfl offense but then and some folks don't like the amount of money and where the money was necessarily spent by the jacksonville jaguars but you had to surround your quarterback with talent on the offensive line and at wide receiver. And I don't know if Christian Kirk probably won't see the end of his contract that is no doubt backloaded, even though uh, so, so I don't think, you know, people make fun of the Christian Kirk contract, 
you're not going to talk Devontae Adams into coming to Jacksonville, right? So you got to find somebody. So they had to spend some money on Christian Kirk, and he won't see the end of his deal. But you got to find some talent for your young quarterback. So I think I think that's key as well. How would you grade that talent around Trent Lawrence on offense this year, Wig? Well, Williamson mentioned it. Guys couldn't get open. No. You won't have. You won't say that about Christian Kirk. He'll get open. Um, whether he's a number one, one A, number two. Whatever, the dude was one catch away from having a 1,000 yards last year on a playoff team. The Zay Jones choice, was a uh, the signing was a little bit of a head scratcher. It's like four years for $30 million. And then I looked today, and he had 500 yards receiving with one touchdown last year. So I, I try not to get caught so much up in the numbers as I do uh, responsibility that, that those guys will have. You can't manufacture a number one receiver, okay? And most of the time when we look at the guys that are number ones now – when they when they were drafted, they weren't. If you maybe the two best number ones in the league right now, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams. Neither one of them was a first round pick. So while you can't manufacture it, you can hope for it with guys that you pick up in the draft or that you develop. But in the meanwhile, you have this asset like Trevor Lawrence. You need NFL pass catchers, and if you have to overpay, you overpay. They they structured the contract of, of Christian Kirk. He'll get he get like thirty six million dollars in two years. And then the third year, maybe he doesn't see the money or maybe he reworks the deal. And it's going to come around to him averaging about $17 million a year. That's almost Robert Wood's money in a different type of mm-hmm. you know atmosphere and creation. They do believe his best football is ahead of him. And I believe with increased opportunities, people might be right. Statistically, while it might not back up uh, what they're trying to do, when you look at the way Doug Peterson ran his offense, when they scored 40-some-odd points against the greatest coach of all time in the Super Bowl, they were just using guys all over the place. It was everybody. It was Alshon Jeffrey for this. It was uh, Nelson Aguilar for that. And it was three different running backs. And, of course, they lined up Zach Ertz out wide. It starts making sense when you think about Evan Ingram lining up out wide. It starts to make sense to you when you think about Zay Jones and and what they're going to do with Marvin Jones and how they're going to play Christian Kirk. So I think it'll be more of a committee type deal and give Trevor a lot of options, including Travis Etienne along with James Robinson in the back, as opposed to it being your standard. Okay. This is our one. This is our two. This is our tight end. This is our blocking tight end. This is up. I don't, I, I just think they're going against the grain and what they're doing is they're just doing it differently and they're doing it the way that they have to do it instead of that cookie cutter uh, offensive setup. You briefly mentioned Ingram and ATN. Um, we've been talking fantasy here a, lo- a little bit. ATN is going to be on all my teams. I, I mean, I, I think he's going to catch a ton of passes. He's going to be – he was a, a big thing missing last year. And I think Ingram's worth the shot. You know, I mean, former first-round pick, tons of ability at that crossroads of his career where he finally looked himself in the mirror like, this isn't my last chance, but it's pretty darn close. I mean, I think those are two wild cards that I'm excited about. I'm excited about him, too, and for the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, before they signed Evan, they really didn't have a red zone target. That's not mm-hmm. a problem now. When you have a young quarterback, he needs a buddy. He needs somebody in basketball. When I played basketball, the two, when they had when they used to have two big men, the, when the big man got the ball, he, the coach always told him, look for your buddy in the high post or slashing down the middle. So every quarterback needs that guy that that hot guy comes off. He's automatically think, okay, there's my guy. And I think that's what Evan Ingram can do. I'm with you on Travis Etienne. I've been to the OTAs. Let me tell you, that dude has the bounce of a reindeer, bro. Mm-hmm. And and he really – I thought back to 
Andy Reid, and I thought back to, to Coach Peterson, and the guy that he reminds me of with that pep in the step is Bryant Westbrook. He, that's, that's what he looked like in person. Kind of thick leg, not real tall, but he is the type of dude that when he gets it in the flat, it just seems like there's an extra gear and he has a little bit extra bounce in the step. Yeah, people forget about Travis Etienne. I'm excited to see what he looks like there in the offense in 2022. But, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence getting all the headlines. But to me, Wig, when I look at this roster, obviously a couple of first-round picks been on the defense. Trevon Walker, uh, Devin Lloyd at linebacker later in round one. It, it, it's it's w- how the defense goes is how this team is is going to go. And, and that's sort of what they're counting on is for the defense to be good, give the ball back to that offense and Trevor Lawrence more than they did before and, and allow them to work. So is the defense the key to the Jacksonville Jaguars keeping their head above water in 2022? They are. And Mike Caldwell, the defensive coordinator, who was the linebackers coach in Tampa, and we all assume that that's the sort of system that he's going to bring. The thing that they've done, though, is they've changed the dynamic of their defense. If you go back to 2017 when they had Telvin Smith, who was 215 pounds soaking wet, when they had Yannick Ngakwe and Dante Fowler, Yannick goes about 240, Dante goes maybe 255. They did have some size with Darius as well as Calais Campbell and Malik Jackson, but for the most part, they used the, 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 the typical – 4-3 alignment with the little fast weak side linebackers, more or less going to a 4-2-5 about 70% of the time with sort of a box safety slash nickel guy. Their dynamic of their team is different now. When you see them, they are big. I'm going to give you a reason why. When they drafted Devin Lloyd, he's 6'3", 235 pounds with a lot of range at, at, at inside or whatever you want to call it, you know, whether they call it inside or Mike linebacker. They got Foy Aluakon, who was about 6'2", 240 pounds. They're edge rushers who are listed at linebackers. It's Josh Allen at 6'4", 265, and Travon Walker at 6'5", 272. (laughs) This is a big team who did not sacrifice speed to get big. A lot of times these teams get bigger and they sort of lumber around. Not them. Travon Walker, it's a shame how he looked. I kept looking like there's no way he's 6'5", 272 until I go stand next to him. And he's just this quiet, cool country guy. Might not be as twitchy as this guy that I'm going to name, but I'm going to tell you the guy that just looking at his stature and his demeanor, he carried himself like John Abraham. And John Mm -hmm. Abraham isn't in the Hall of Fame, but you ask anybody from that era who John Abraham was, and they'll tell you in a minute that dude was a ball player. One more front seven guy I just have to throw out there because I hadn't thought about the transformation of little and fast to big and fast. I mean – First of all, Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry are in your division. You know what I mean? So th- this comes into play when you're team building your front seven as well. They're the best two teams in the division. But what my favorite signing for the Jags was Fukasi, the, the defensive tackle, nose tackle type. He's a really good player in the prime of his career. At what? Another guy, six foot, six four, three twenty. And I thought, okay, pure nose. And they were like, Yeah, but if we go yeah, to four man, if that. we go to four man front, he can slide over and do a little bit more. Now. Watch this. Third-year player right next to him is Devon Hamilton, who's 6'4", mm. 330. Mm-hmm. So he's another athletic guy who, when he got here, I thought he was a pure nose. And he's chasing the quarterback around. So Roy Robinson Harris is 6'6", 285, 290. They are a big, long basketball team. And when you look at their corners and Shaq Griffin at 6'2", and Tyson Campbell's at 6'2", 
The secondary is going to sort of look like Baltimore. And now the guys up front, they'll look sort of like Baltimore mm. or really like Tampa. When you think about Shaq Barrett and, and you think about Joe Tryon, that's exactly what they're going to try to do here. It still has to work. But uh, so far, so good in the way that they look and the dynamic that Trent wanted to do because he's a size guy. You know that he's all about how True. big a guy is. Both like, of you guys know that. Right. Right. Yeah. And he hit that dead on the dead on the head because he came back in the third round. And he got Chad Muma, who's another tall, rangy guy at linebacker. So they've gotten a lot bigger. We just hope that it all comes together real quick. Yeah. Trent Balky trying to put together that uh, Alden Smith, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman style of defense there with a you know with a with a 270 pound edge guy in in Walker with the crazy long arms that can get you not only with athleticism but that bull rush can go right down the middle of you and it's Arden funny. Key Arden Key as you know Peacock they signed Arden Key too to be a, a guy who they're going to play with his hands down on the ground he's not he's not standing up I'll tell you that he's 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 that guy with his hand down on the ground in a nickel situation. And uh, with those two guys, too, they just got all of these big – they got a whole basketball team lined up yeah. all the way across the board. Yeah, if there's one thing that Trent Baalke loves, it is length, and he's going to look for that, which is one of the reasons why early on in the process, I don't sleep on Trayvon Walker uh, as that number one overall pick. It's funny because a lot of people wanted to put Walker as an inside guy, and the Jaguars said, not only are we not going to put him at defensive end, we're going to put him at outside linebacker. How about that? We're going to put L an LB next to his name. So uh, right. that's that's fantastic, and they're, they're going to stop the run on defense. They've got guys on the back end that can cover, too, so if you get enough pressure, I, I love the direction this Jacksonville Jaguars defense is going here uh while we got you here wig though we got to talk about the rest of the division where, where do you think the jaguars are right now and i know you didn't want to put a a record next to them but you know if they're a fourth place team again if they're in the cellar is that going to be a disappointment do you think they can start to make some teams like the colts and the titans nervous well sure they they can there's a path here and uh it's not like the afc south is the afc west because, you right. know, they, they, you look at the AFC West and there's some rough terrain to get from where you're trying to where you want to go to, to where you are from right now. So the thing about this division is there's a path because the best team in the division has an inconsistent quarterback. That's one. Two, that's the, I'm talking about Tennessee. They also, whether it be free agency or in the draft with some guys, when those guys are now supposed to be stepping into the forefront, like they're a good team when they make their pick of – the Isaiah kid from Georgia and they're a good team when they go out and sign free agents and they draft guys that end up getting arrested. So my thing is, this is the year where you're going to see the, the, you know, the problem with the fact that they don't have those guys who they drafted and they don't have those guys who were supposed to be in development. This is the year that you see it. And, 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 and now I do believe with uh, Henry coming off of an injury with the letdown of last year, with everybody looking at Tannehill with the side eye, there's a little bit of a path here. The Colts are on their third quarterback in three years, and the Jaguars actually beat them two years in a row, believe it or not. Beat them and kept them out of the playoffs last year. So now they're going to try Matt Ryan. And also, and this is, this is very critical, Houston, with all of the turmoil that they went through, beat Jacksonville twice last year. But nobody thinks they're more talented. They just thought the Jaguars were poorly coached. There's a path here, and, and I don't want to say Cincinnati from last year, but if Urban was as bad as we thought and Peterson is as good as we think, that itself is worth six games. And if you can somehow uh, at least go four and two in the division, there's no telling what can happen, man. I'm telling you, you know, they may come out of the gate and win some games early because people don't know who they are. They don't have an identity yet.
Yeah, Tony, we, I know we're going to let you go, but I mean, if you're an up-and-coming team in the West, you're still going to be like, man, but I got to deal with Mahomes and Herbert for the next 12 years. Well, the other three teams in the South are going to be saying, damn, we got to deal with Lawrence for the next decade now. You know, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And, and yeah. I could even argue that Doug Peterson is the best coach in the division. No disrespect to uh, my man over in Tennessee. But mm -hmm. the thing is, is I, I look for hardware and he has it. And the way play? he got it, he yeah. he beat he beat Belichick and Brady. I mean, he that that's something that's big. That's big. And 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 on the way there, he beat Sean Payton. So my <laughs> thing is, is this guy has shown me, no matter the fact that he was jettisoned out of Philadelphia, it didn't matter. He's shown me that when it mattered, he could do some things with Nick Foles and a backup quarterback in a city where they're starving for something to happen in Jacksonville. In, in in certain ways, it's like Philadelphia. They want they want something to happen really really bad here, and I think he's ready for it. Love it, yeah. He's already got that hardware, and he's got a better quarterback than he had when he won that hardware. <laughs> I think, uh, he will at least have a better quarterback now, starting in twenty twenty two and beyond. Fantastic stuff. Find Tony Wiggins on Twitter at Shop Talking Wig. Find him every day on the Locked On Jaguars podcast, Wednesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast with our colleague James Rapine. Wig, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for jumping on with us today. Looking forward to watching those Jaguars here in 2022. Thank you. It's an honor for me to be here. I appreciate it. You guys, man, people don't know what y'all mean to us here at Locked On NFL. I'll just leave it at that. You guys really, really set the template for us to do what we do, and I'm very appreciative and grateful. I oh, love it. Well, I, I want to bring you on another segment if we're going to be talking like that. But, uh, <laughs> bring you back tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony. See you, man. Thanks. All right. I got to let the folks out there know before we finish up this pod, talk a little bit more about the Jags in that division and, and where Matt and I think they are at. But uh, we got to tell the folks about Bet Online. I don't know, kind of getting excited. You get some great odds on the next AFC champion being the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are they that much of an upstart? Could it be? I want to talk a little bit about that coming up. But Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's. Major League Baseball season all summer long into the playoffs. We've got uh, the NBA 2022-2023 futures already coming up. And, of course, just a ton of stuff you can already bet on in the NFL. Sack numbers for Trevon Walker, uh, passing yards for Trevor Lawrence, wins and losses, division winners, coaches of the year, coaches that will get fired first in the NFL. Bet online remains the best spot for all your not only wagering, but sports scores and news this season. Boxing, celebrity boxing, MMA, golf, all of it. Even Vegas casino games at Bet Online. So get over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Let me fix my background here on the YouTube channel. There we go. We're, we're back to the two shot. Just Peacock and Williamson finishing it up. Look, when teams arrive, they arrive quickly. And when you look at the Jaguars roster, the defense could be good, like legitimately really good defense. If they're coached well and Trevor Lawrence takes that second year step, it's not unheard of. We saw Patrick Mahomes second year leap looked like Lamar Jackson, right? That That's the playoff recipe. If you've got that legitimate quarterback and he's well coached, like Tony said, with, by a coach that's got hardware already and you've got a legitimate defense, what do we talk about here? Is this the sleeper team in 2022 that not enough? 
people are talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, sometimes you'd locked on hosts of specific teams, get a little optimistic about your franchise. I wouldn't know anything about that. You know, and I don't go down that road with any team, but uh, Tony had some tremendous points. I would have to say, I mean, building that front seven with size. I mean, just getting competent NFL pass catchers, not just wide receivers, but guys that have been around the block that, understand route concepts and getting open in the little things. Sure, they overpaid for Christian Kirk and really overpaid for Zay Jones, but they're not going to be trotting Laquan Treadwell out there anymore. You can't run any, you know, I mean, they, they got NFL guys. And the whole thing is just about Lawrence. And well, there's two things. It's all about Lawrence, which if we were drafting quarterbacks, who do you want from now until the rest of their career? Lawrence would be, still be a top five pick for me. I mean, I'd take Burrow and Herbert and Mahomes and Allen over him still, but that might be it. I mean, that might be the end of the list, to be very honest with you, when you equate age into it. But the other thing is just changing the culture. I mean, when you're five and 50 or 15 and 55 over the last, you know, four or five years, everyone in the building has to realize that it, it, that's not okay. You know, that this is not acceptable behavior. It starts with ownership. And I think Peterson's a real good start for it. But that's an uphill climb. It's yeah. I, I thought Wig made a couple of really good points too about the offense. In that one with Trevor Lawrence, the thing that really makes you excited because you already knew what kind of a prospect he was. He was the number one overall pick in the mm-hmm. draft. People are saying best prospect since Andrew Luck, right? And so the the pedigree is there. You already know the talent level, and you there were there were times when you saw the talent last year on the field as a rookie, but the way he held up in just a disaster of a season, a disaster of a situation where the team, the media, the franchise looked to him rather than the, you know, the grown man in your head coach to be the beacon of the franchise. And he held up against it. Right. And, and came out the other side and wig made a good point. It'll never be that difficult. And he's seen an NFL uh, season and got that under his belt. So I'm excited for it. And, and they are building, you know, sort of a, a, a bully a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. And yeah. it's not just about Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. You know, I like Marvin Jones. I think it's going to be more Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones, that, you know, veteran outside guy that, you know, can make plays down the field. Christian Kirk's going to line up everywhere. Uh, Travis Etienne's going to line up everywhere. Um, you've got multiple, multiple. Maybe I'm players. crazy, but I still have hope for LaVisca Chenault. And, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I always forget about him. I forget he even exists anymore. A coaching staff that can be, right. um, be creative and utilize him a little bit more. You know, maybe he's not a superstar, but you can move him around and utilize him. You know, you got ATN and, and LaVisca Chenault in the field at the same time. You know, you can move those guys around just about anywhere, a little positionless football, you know, yeah. and then James Robinson is, is a legitimate, good starting NFL running back. So um, there's, there's not that number one piece, but there's a lot of options. And I like that about this Jaguars offense. And there could be, you know, some fun pieces there and, and they could create some points and the defense is going to give the ball back to them. So, you know, the more I look at it, the more, um, you know, I believe in this team, if they got the coach and the quarterback right, which is what we always say. And I pound this home all the time, coach and quarterback, the most important marriage you can have in an NFL franchise. Yep. And they I might have Jaguars, it. the Jaguars might have it and they got a pretty good defense to go with it. So yep. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, again, we're putting things ahead of, you know, I asked him what a successful season is. If I loved what Tony said about if we can all go to the stadium and not know the result, <laughs> that would be wonderful. You know, right. Yeah. You a know. little suspense right. even before the game starts. That, that'd be fantastic. 
if they can accomplish that and start to look like a winning organization, not just a football team, and still only win five, six games, but then they draft the best receiver in the draft or the second best receiver in the draft. And then you look at the offense and be like, well, Kirk's my two. ATN was really good as a sidebar. Now we have a really good offense. You know, like the, the, there's a big picture building here, you know? Right. Yeah. You, you could at least go into 2023 thinking, man, the Jaguars are kind of one piece away from maybe making some mm-hmm. noise and winning that division. And like I say, and, and I, I always say this is that when teams arrive, they arrive very quickly. Maybe they're a year away from that, but Colts and Titans could crumble, you know, right. Yeah. And, and another great point you made about the defense is it's not just about, okay, we have size and we're going to, um, you know, beat you up and, and beat you as a beat up your quarterback and, in in pass rush and get home and then cover on the back end. But you mentioned Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. And I didn't yeah. really think about that with the size aspect of what, cause this D this division is a little old school, right? And the size aspect of that front seven for the Jaguars and who they have to face at running back every week. I didn't really put that together. It's a great point by you. And so kind of they're, they're building themselves to beat their, the teams that they face twice a year. And that has to be goal number one. You know, how do we win the division? And then, then we'll go from there. You know, I mean, I've told the story many times, but Phil Savage opened every one of our draft meetings the year I was with the Browns. How can we keep up with the Steelers? You know, the Steelers were the team in the North at that point. You know, I mean, how can we compete with the Steelers? You know, and we we looked at every draft meeting through that lens. That's a, that's a good start. You know, who do, how do I beat the guys that are ruling this division for the last couple of years? I'm in. I'm all in. Let's go. Jacksonville Jaguars, the sleepers of the 2022 up. season. Uh, I, it's exciting. I do think I'll take the over on their win total, though. Maybe uh, maybe just Tony's just getting me excited, but I yeah, I, I think that does tend to happen. You you feel the enthusiasm from the 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 hosts that talk about those teams every single day here on the network, and Tony does a fantastic job. and And maybe he got me a little too excited, but uh, the odds are good enough that that might be a team you put throw a little bit down on at bet online, right? Because uh, there's some there's some ingredients there, and it's it's amazing how quickly that changed for a team that was a laughing stock last year. Where it was like, what are they doing with this head coach? And you thought, man, their ownerships they were going to get it right, and all of a sudden, oh, maybe they got coach and quarterback. Could be something here. Could be something. We'll see how it all comes together for those Jaguars in 2022. Thanks again to Tony Wiggins for jumping on the program with us. Again, find him at Shop Talking Wig on Twitter. And he's doing Wednesdays right here on the network on the Locked On NFL channel. Also, subscribe to Locked On NFL channel on YouTube to find the Peacock and Williamson show every day. We appreciate you. Always hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend. And Matt and I will be back Thursday with a little little live show right thursday morning Matt? yeah let's do it yeah thursday noon eastern and we'll do a, a live one i like it yeah noon eastern nine pacific we'll get to your live chat questions some of your twitter questions as well at bd peacock at williamson nfl matt and i back tomorrow right here peacock and williamson